one more to come from that. Now, Spike Lee from Brooklyn in New York is one of the most prominent and important American film directors, largely because of his uh, engagement with race, racial identity and politics and history and subject matter. Unfortunately, one thing I've always felt is he occupied, he came out of a similar sort of time to Quentin Tarantino. And I think the difference between, like, they're both sort of very dynamic, very sort of pop culture when they want to be, but Tarantino has just got one far better taste. Two is a three or four times better writer and a much better director. I can't think of a major release by Tarantino that hasn't been brilliant. Um, Spike Lee's filmography is very spotty and he is capable of making terrible films. He started off really well. I mean, She's Got to Have It in School Days were both hugely watchable films, but very, very original in their in their dialogue, in the way that people spoke. And certainly Do the Right Thing from 89 is, is heralded still to this day as his, his best film, a classic film. It's been an upward and downward journey from then on. Malcolm X was a really worthwhile film. It was just a 7 out of 10 and definitely not any better. It was uh, it was a bit anemic considering the subject matter. And I sometimes think that he was a better director for hire because I thought the film Clockers, where he was just brought on, uh, I think to replace Scorsese, was a better film than Malcolm X. I think that's a great film. And since then, it's been a very up and down thing. I thought he did a great job, again, as a director for hire on Inside Man, um, where he had the bank heist film with Clive Owen and Denzel Washington. I thought that was a really good effort. Um, Old boy, yeah, that was not. Um, Since then, it's been an up and down journey again. Chirac, a musical about the gun violence in Iraq, had um, a middling critical appraisal black clansman that came out in 2018 was a very good film i didn't think it was that great was it better than the green uh the green book which won best picture and was up against that for best picture yeah it was a it was twice as good as that that was terrible um but i didn't think it was totally great one thing i did think that was really great about it was spike lee's direction i just didn't think that the story was enough to hang a movie on because once you got past the idea of an African-American joining the Ku Klux Klan, there wasn't really anywhere else to go. But he did a great job directing that. I was really impressed with that. And I thought his weaving of uh, modern social events, um, particularly at that point, uh, involving, again, the Black Lives Matter movement and some um, protesting on the streets, I thought that was really, really good. Well, he's come back with his most overt take on the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, The Five Bloods, which is a Netflix-produced film. And this is uh, his attempt to, I guess, reevaluate American war, particularly the Vietnam War, and particularly the amount of African-Americans that have fought in, World war, in the, both world wars in Vietnam and that still get treated like dirt and have been represented in those wars as cannon fodder, often from poor towns and often just used to make up numbers far in advance of their... I think they say in the course of the film, which is one of the few really strong points, they have a Vietnamese lady reading a news broadcast specifically for African-Americans to try and destabilise the American war effort. 
saying about how they make up something like 11% of the population, but something like 33% of the soldiers in Vietnam. Uh, and it starts with the best part of the whole film, which is Muhammad Ali very cogently, very intelligently, and very articulately explaining why he won't be going to Vietnam, something that the arguably the world's best athlete at that point was sent to jail over. An astonishing thing that would never have happened to a white person. At the same time, Cadet Bone Spurs was avoiding fighting in Vietnam and not going to jail for that at all because he had bone spurs. This time around, it's uh, four old friends played by uh, Delroy Lindo, Johnson Majors, Clark Peters and Norm Lewis. Uh, a couple of those are very recognisable from the TV show The Wire. Um, what's his name? <laughs> a couple of the most interesting characters on it, actually. Um, they return to Vietnam in their dotage um, to try and go back into the jungle and find gold bullion that was which they buried there. So the Americans had um, you know, millions and millions of dollars in gold on this Hercules plane that was shot down. And it was on the way to pay, I guess, among people who were the Vietnamese who supported America during the war. It was a payment for them. Um, but they got shot to pieces and basically they buried the gold in the jungle and could never find it again due to landslides and they returned hunting down the gold and obviously along the way it brings back all the memories and how they were affected by Vietnam and racial politics um, and they re and they basically head out into the jungle to try and recover this money in a road trip sort of film which lets them all sort of their characters breathe and you can find out you know how how their lives were shaped after vietnam what their relationship with the vietnamese people is um uh, and they you know it's um i like one thing that one's pulling them up about in this film is how many films have you seen where this is a basic premise where you know returning to recover bullion that was hidden in the war isn't there about 10 films that have that exact same storyline where people go back to get the loot or where soldiers have stolen a large amount of money there's dozens of films with this premise already um now this has got really good reviews 92 percent on rotten tomatoes and it comes right smack bang in the middle of the biggest and most consistent black lives matter protests which have gone global this time i've done lots of shows on black lives matter going back over since its very first appearances um i should put those in links because i've done multiple shows on it from like five years ago but this is for me i think the most sustained global interest um a lot of the other times it is focused on an individual being shot and then the riots erupt it falls away and then no one thinks about it again for a while. But this time around, it seems to be much more cohesively painted as an ongoing systemic racism that America has. And then that's folded over into other countries that have systemic racial problems, such as Australia, and in particular, the uh, treatment of Indigenous Australians by the legal system here. So it's got a lot more legs this time, and it could, the film couldn't have come at a better time. Now... I was really surprised watching this film. Um, I think I've gone through the plot enough, really. Four guys in their old age go to Vietnam, 
meet up with some locals who are helping them out as fixers and then they have to go into the jungle find where they buried this gold two decades three decades four decades previous and then go back with it and there's this underlying thing about how they're going to use some of it or all of it for the black lives matter movement and the other point is that their friend at the time their squad leader played by chadwick boseman was killed during this event and they also want to recover his bones and take them home for burial because he's never been found um and i really the probably my favorite way that they've uh dealt with the old part here and i i thought this was really interesting comparison with the irishman and its famed aging process they just use the old actors in the vietnam scenes alongside the younger people and i think it works really well it kind of you've got these four old guys sitting alongside younger gis and so on but it kind of i i would argue that it does work slightly better than the whole de-aging process because it sort of kind of gives you uh, uh, an indication that you're inside their heads looking back as well. And they would see themselves as they see themselves, you know, now. Uh, and I thought that was really clever and cheap. Um, so we have this sort of um, dual story happening where they remember the um, finding the Hercules, being under immense fire from the enemy, and the, Ch- the Chadwick Boseman character being shot and killed. He was a very sort of Malcolm X pro-black character uh, and they had this desire to steal the money and take it back and use it for black causes and so on. Um, now I I was really surprised by how bad this film is and on so in so many ways um, the number one standout thing about this film is Delroy Lindo as the main guy He's, um, he's been dramatically affected by post-traumatic stress disorder. He's a loose cannon. He wears a Make America Great Again hat. He's deeply confused, and he knows that there's something very wrong with him. It's an awards-worthy performance. It's brilliant. He's a complicated man, and he blurts out horrible things, but at the same time, he's kind of he understands that he is sick, Um, and he has never been looked after, and his life's been destroyed by a number of events. And he gradually loses it as as the film progresses, but I think it's an awards-worthy performance. I wouldn't be surprised to see him and Ben Affleck up there at the end of the year for Best Actor Oscars. Um, No one else in the entire film gives a good performance as far as I'm concerned. Chadwick Boseman, Bozeman's character is highly credible, but he's not in it very much. He's like 3% of the film. All of the Wire alumni, the other main three characters, I thought were really perfunctory and not very interesting characters. Um, This film struck me as more like an episode of the A-Team. It's very B-movie, very B-grade. It's got praise for cinematography. Its cinematography is rubbish. Vietnam, the Vietnamese... Uh, the Vietnam War is one of the most cinematic environs there's ever been. The greens of the of the jungle and the red of napalm and has has been shown so many times in films. Obviously, Apocalypse Now being the most obvious, but uh, many films have got stunning cinematography of war in the jungles of, or even in um, Stanley Kubrick's uh, case in um, the cities of Vietnam. And it's been shot so amazingly. 
I can't believe they're giving credit for the cinematography here. It's it's really rote and quite bland and TV standard. Um, I didn't rate the music. Uh, the music choice in it, if you were to ask me, a black person in 1969 looking at the world, what's the most obvious choice of album? It's Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, which basically soundtracks the whole film. And that's just too obvious to use that music throughout the whole film. There's not really much else in the way of music in the film that I found in interesting at all. Um, so I didn't like the cinematography and I didn't really like the sound. Um, the characters weren't developed at all, I didn't think. They have a very pally... One thing about this film is it was it was taken from a spec script that was due to be made by someone else. I think you could turn these characters white without actually changing too much. I can imagine it being like Clint Eastwood and some other old-timers going through the jungle. I thought the black experience in it was very mildly played. I wanted something that was polemic. I wanted something that was very hard-hitting. Because that's what we need now, is something that isn't afraid to pull any punches. I found everything being said here to be very, very obvious and quite blank. And to be honest, I found the setup morally highly dubious, which is, okay, so they're going to get reparations for being black people in Vietnam, in the Vietnam War who, because they were treated like dirt. Now, the money was for the Hmong people who are an oppressed minority in Vietnam, Vietnam who were treated terribly for their support of America. So they're just stealing money that was meant for another oppressed minority, which is a bit odd, I found. Um, nothing that happens... like it, It's a passable film up until about an hour in. There's no way this film deserves to be two and a half hours. It is so overlong. It's passable entertainment, B-grade entertainment, five out of ten plus just up until about an hour when they get into the jungle virtually nothing of interesting interest happens for the next hour and a half um there's some really strange moments of direction in this film where things are almost surreal like when the um one one of the main characters is killed he goes through this sort of a few events and i couldn't understand what was happening on screen and that's not the only time. There's another bit where like, it's you wait for someone to uh, tread on a mine in this film. It's like they're walking around with signs saying, we're going to tread on a mine. And this guy walks backwards for no reason forever. He just carries on walking backwards while he spouts and shouts. And you go, why are you walking backwards? Obviously, you're going to tread on a mine, which he does. Um there's a really cringeable introduction of a younger character. I think he's played by Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who's the son of one of the guys. Now, he has a relationship with Melanie Thierry, who's a French backpackery woman who owns um, a, a mine-clearing business. I thought it was very interesting that Spike Lee could be so tone-deaf as to not have any locals, not have any Vietnamese people in this film that were looking after Vietnam. So they've got this group, this selfless group of people that are clearing mines for the Vietnamese people who are the only sole representation of, of people that are actually doing anything politically good there. And of course they're all white saviours. How can Spike Lee do that in a film and not get pulled up for it? 
she's a French chick and she plays the role of a backpacker that he runs into and fancies. She's pretty terrible. And so are the two other members of her squad. Uh, of course, they're white Americans and, and white Europeans. Um, not white Americans. Who is that guy? French. I think they're French, actually. Um, but they're all rubbish actors in it. Uh, and their relationship is very cringeable as well. Um, everything that happens is a little bit rote and you could work out what was happening. It feels like an episode of the A-Team. It really does. Um, he can't shoot battle scenes at all. He's terrible at shooting action scenes. So given how that's the most we've ever seen a war filmed in action scenes, probably maybe World War II more, but in the modern era with you know big budget, widescreen, colour, cinematography, it's low rent, it's TV movie standard. And a lot of the forest stuff where they're going through the jungle kind of looks like the kind of place you could just sort of drive up to, like it might be... If you walked over the next hill, it would be a Walmart. I don't. If that's what the Vietnamese jungle looks like, fair enough. But it didn't feel like it, and I wondered if any of it was set in a in a lot. If it was actually uh, staged inside studios, because it just didn't look like anything at all. Um, the plot points get more and more ridiculous as it's a sort of Agatha Christie one by one. They start to you know die or go mad, and the bullion is this weight or albatross around them of course some local baddies turn up which is a given you just know that's going to happen nothing is surprising at all there's nothing polemical i thought in the film about racial identity or politics it basically says african americans were hard done by by being sent to vietnam well so are the vietnamese and there's a lot more of them that were hard done by but even even then it doesn't really expand on the racial identity politics none of the characters are that interesting or have that interesting stories to tell the only interesting one is that one of the characters has had a child with a vietnamese woman and that's just used so we can have a vietnamese woman brought into the story and his daughter's brown skinned so for about a minute we get to hear about how she was persecuted not even good enough to clean toilets because she had a brown child so the locals knew that she got together with an American GI. Um, it's it's really, really low rent. Uh, it shoehorns in some outside footage of Black Lives Matter. It shoehorns in some Muhammad Ali speeches and um, overlays stuff like Kent, Kent State, the massacre there. Nothing that we haven't seen before, not done in a good way. The screenplay is very, very messy. It's a total mess. And I think even people that have said that it's good, said that tonally it's all over the shop. And we've just seen this thing done so much better in so many other films that um, I struggle to find out how this isn't one of the most overrated films of the modern era. Black Klansman I thought was overrated, but I would have probably given that 7.5, 8 out of 10. That was a really good film, just not a great one. And that wasn't Spike Lee's fault. It is Spike Lee's fault here. He doesn't create interesting characters. His cinematography and music are bland and rote. The story is dull as dishwater and done a hundred times. And I don't think he engages with racial identity politics anywhere near as much as he's being cre given credit for. So The Five Bloods to me is un it's not the worst film I've seen all year. That's We Summon Darkness, which I gave zero out of ten. I watched this film twice because I was a bit worried that I was going to give it 0 out of 10. And I wanted to be really fair. 
So I'm going to give The Five Bloods three and a half out of ten. As a, a B-grade romp, which you could watch in an afternoon um, with some reasonably amusing sequences every now and again, it would probably be worth you know maybe a five out of ten. But when the film needs to address a lot of very prominent subjects that are all over the world's media at the moment and to deal with race and be profound and be polemical and challenging i thought it fell down every step of the way plus i thought it was a real mess plus i thought it was really amateurish and quite often cringe inducing so the five bloods three and a half out of ten terrible 